It's the Great Dante Read-Through. It's the Great Dante Read-Through, where we are reading through all of the comic strip, The Adventures of Nikolai Dante. Co-created by Robbie Morrison and Simon Fraser from the weekly science fiction anthology comic, 2000 AD. I'm Simon Fraser. And I'm Edie Nugent, freelance writer and Simon's wife. Join us as we swashbuckle our way through the Russian Empire of the future. Warning, there will be spoilers. We will be talking in depth about these comics, so if you haven't read them yet, listen at your own risk. To join our book club and read along with us, go to shop.2000ad.com to pick up the books in hard copy or digital. Today we're reading The Octobriana Seduction, found in progs 1113 through 1116. Hi, Simon. Hi, Edie. So today we're reading The Octobriana Seduction. Uh, do you want to explain a little bit about who Octobriana is? Sure. Okay. So As an entity? This is a long, complicated story, and there's a lot about it online, so I would recommend going there, because I'm not going to be able to provide you a whole history of it. But this is the basis of it. Um, 1971, uh, a book was published called Octobriana and the Russian Underground by Peter Sadecki. Uh, Sadecki was a fugitive from communist-controlled Czechoslovakia, uh, though he spun a story about um, being a, a dissident, uh, a revolutionary, counter-revolutionary in uh, Kiev in the 1960s. Uh, and he talked about uh, this thing called the, the PPPO, I think. Uh, what's it called? Um, but basically it was um, this underground organization who preached sexual freedom and um, revolutionary ideals through pornography and comics. So he acted as if this was a real movement? He well, was he presented to sell it as a real movement? Basically, okay. yeah. He was presenting this uh, in, in a book form, uh, in a form that he would thought he could sell to a, a British publisher, which he did. It was published in 1971. Um, I bought a copy of this back in the early... And this was a comic? No, this is a book. This it was is a an proper, actual, like, written... A proper, okay. proper prose, book, prose book. Which I own a copy of, and I don't have right here right now, unfortunately. Uh, but I bought it in a, an antiquarian booksellers in Edinburgh back in 1990, because uh, I found out about this story, and I couldn't believe I found the book. So, uh, the, the crux of this is that Sadeki basically made the whole thing up. It was a fake. Um, what he tried to do in, in the Czech Republic uh, back in late 60s, early 70s, was he tried to create a comic book character uh, based on Barbarella and Brigitte Bardot and all these kind of things. Um, and he called it Amazona. And he commissioned two Czech artists, um, one of whom is, uh, well, Bohumil Konexi. I'm butchering these names and I apologize if you're a Czech speaker, uh, and Zdenek Burian. Now, I don't know who Bohumil connects, I don't know his work at all, but Burian is very famous because he's very famous as a paleo artist, as someone who reconstructed dinosaurs uh, and art. A lot of his work is very, very influential, certainly to me. Um, um, so this guy, Sadeki, commissioned these guys to do comic strips based on his sort of Amazon superhero character called uh, Amazona, and um, he took it to the West to try and find a publisher, and he failed to do so. 
So what he then did was he retrofitted the, the artwork. He drew a star on this character's forehead and repurposed her as this um, pseudo-Russian revolutionary superhero, uh, which he then called Octobriana. Uh, and then he put this book out, which was basically fiction. Um, and um, created the this, prose book. This the prose, is, okay. a prose book. So the with comic art, with entity came first. He yes. couldn't sell it. He rebranded it. it as right. Octobriana, and then he wrote like a novel, saying talking about this movement. A fake book. It's a fake, fake documentary book. Um, wow. So it's a very cheeky thing to do, but it's not the first time a comic book has ever been repurposed into another another cause. Um, so the reason, the, the thing about the, what makes this interesting is that this character was effectively fictionally. Uh, created by um, a communist revolutionary organization uh, who believe in, didn't believe in copyright. Um, so according to the, the story, Octobriana is a public domain character. She does not, she's not owned by anybody. And Sadeki himself disappeared not long after the book was published because it was discovered that it was a fraud. Uh, so he disowned it and the publisher disowned it. And effectively, Octobriana was then set adrift. Um, which made her an interesting character because it's not often that superhero comics become, get into this kind of state of limbo. And effectively, she was let go into the creative ether, where she was then picked up by some other comic artists uh, and creative forces. Uh, Billy Idol famously has a tattoo of Octobriana on his arm. Uh, David Bowie wanted to create a film with Octobriana. Uh, Brian Talbot produced put an Octobriana character into his Luther Arkwright comic, which is a very influential piece of British comics. Um, and I read about all this, and I specifically was a big fan of Brian Talbot's and Luther Arkwright, uh, and I wanted to bring Octobriana into Nikolai Dante, because it's an it's an obvious gimme. Why why wouldn't we do that? So I said that, I suggested this whole I mean, thing to I mean, you're writing about Russia. It's Russia. It's Russian. And it's a Russia revolutionary, right. yeah, and exactly. she's a sexy lady. Right. And... I, I talked about, I mean, I've talked to this like this with Russians, and there isn't really a comics thing in Russia at all. Um, they don't have a history. They don't have a history of, of, comics, of comics with a medium. Okay. So, Octobriana stands alone. Um, I had a friend of mine, actually, my former next door neighbor in Brooklyn, who wanted to translate Nikolai Dante into Russian, uh, and so, which I thought was a really interesting idea, but it didn't work, go anywhere. But um, Oh, that's so sad that it's not in Russian. It would be hysterical to have yeah. Nikolai Dante in <laughs> Russian. Uh, but anyway, um, if you're out there, Eugene, I'm here, call me. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we, I put this to Robbie and then Robbie came back with this story, um, about Octobriana, which is basically a vehicle for, um, one of Dante's half brothers, Victor Romanov. Um, so this isn't, let's be clear, this isn't a story about the real Octobriana. Well, let's not if, get too far. Right. Let's not get into spoilers, but this we'll is, get there. This is basically Robbie doing... A knock-off of Cyrano de Bergerac. He, he's riffing. He's riffing. Again, he's, he's, we're he's, about to talk about it. Right, you wanted spoiler. to lay the table for Octobriana. Sure. Okay. I'm going to rein you in a little bit. Okay. But that's really fascinating. Right. And I want you to drink a little water, Thank Simon, you. because okay. you're a little bit parched. Okay. Yeah. See. Um. So wow. Okay. So that's that's a mm -hmm. lot. Yeah. Um. What an interesting thing. I love that it that because they're communists, it's like no, we can't copyright her. <laughs> that's not collective. Yes. That's so wonderful. Yeah, um, it's an amazing book. If you ever might get a chance to find it, I mean, I think it's probably been scanned and it's free, freely available. The, the online, prose right? one you're talking yeah, about the now, October and the Not, Russian Underground. Yeah. If you can find a copy of it, it's really fascinating because it's such a, a bizarre thing. Yeah. Um, and I've I left my copy of it in Scotland, so I'm going to pick it up one day. Okay. Um, so, so we crack open to 
the Octobriana Seduction. Yeah. And, um, you know, who, who wrote it, who drew it, who colored it, who lettered it? We yeah. have... Script by Robbie Morrison, of course. Um, artwork is by Andy Clark. And this is very early Andy Clark. If you know Andy Clark, he's famous for Batman and a bunch of DC stuff. And he's, he's a very, very capable, very skilled artist these days. This is very early for him. So this is 1998. Um, so it has issues and I'm not going to be mean about it he's he was, he was obviously very young he's he's learning his craft as he goes so it's it's a little stiff but um he's it's his trademark attention to detail is definitely here uh so and uh, letters though Steve, colors Alison Kirkpatrick uh, but letters is Steve Potter I which I, I went back and looked as I was reading it I was yeah. like wait a minute yeah I know. that's not Annie Parkhouse that's Park not Annie Parkhouse I know yeah uh, it sure. really jumps out I mean I realize it's a different font but yes. like it yeah. really jumps out yeah um, See, I'm not sure if uh, the letters were actually hand lettering at this stage or not. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, it looks very consistent, so I'm thinking maybe it was digital. That'd be interesting. We're very early on here for digital lettering. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what Steve Potter did, but uh, certainly it's, it's, it's very consistent if it's not. Yeah, it looks digital to me. All right, so we are uh, still Year of the Czar 2667. So following the great game, yep. this is following the great game. We don't know how much longer later, though based on kind of how Dante's conducting himself, I'm going to guess he's had some time to mourn Ellie following yep. this. Um, also, Jenna's nowhere to be seen, so right. okay. So some time has passed. We don't know how much. And we uh, open up. Uh, on Dante is, you know, is at the Winter Palace of yep. the Romanov dynasty, mm -hmm. and Dante ascends a ladder into a kind of airy, yeah, kind of um, yeah. which is like a little wooden cabin in the sky, mm -hmm. and Dante journeys up this long ladder um, into, yeah, a little wooden cabin full of birds and mm -hmm. full of victor, yeah. On a human-sized parakeet swing, <laughs> naked. Yes. He's naked. He's got there's a variety of birds yes. that he has in his area with him: pigeons, sparrows, yeah. just a chicken, so, maybe turkey. If you're aware of like the the movies of the era, the '90s, uh, we're riffing on Birdie. We're also riffing on Santa Sangre here, um, which is a Hodorowski movie I like very much, um, but. The character of Victor is definitely Jean Reno, so you, you should know that he's he was definitely inspired by Jean Reno, uh, is best known for uh, we have Leon said the that earlier. We have. Yes, so we've talked about that in the it's, podcast. It's worth pointing out because there's a couple of references to it here. Yes, um, but we're 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 doing a, a character study of one of the family members, and it's a vehicle in which we can do a bit of world building. Yeah, well, and we we're fine. We're finally meeting Victor, so right. we're finally getting an adventure with him. Sort of, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I love that that Nikolai comes in and says, "Sorry to disturb what uh, whatever you're doing." Yeah. Well, we have this scene that's painted for us of a naked Victor on a bird, human-sized bird perch, surrounded by birds and feathers and detritus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and then we move back into the palace and mm -hmm. we see a floating dead body. Yeah. It's not really clear to me how the body is suspended, but it is a, a, the future. It's suspended it by the future. <laughs> what all these, all these platforms are suspended in space by. Yeah. I, I want to see like a, a floating platform here mm. and it's just, yeah, just a hanging body. Just a body. Um, and uh, this is Henry Stashinsky. Didn't we know a Henry from before? I feel like this is a name 
that we've actually seen before. Henry Flint? No, 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 that this, this actual Henry no, guy. I don't think so. I, I don't really? agree. I'm going to go back and okay. check. But anyway, right. he is, uh, Dimitri is basically summoning, sorry, Dante basically says, you know, Dimitri's looking for you. Mm -hmm. We've got, got to both go talk to Dimitri and then we're inside the palace. And right. Dimitri is revealing this, this dead body that's got carvings all over him yes. and is explaining that this is Henry Steshinsky, mm -hmm. their man in Paris, mm -hmm. who's now a dead man, um, was delivered by an unmarked drone. And, uh, Yep. The mm -hmm. could could you what? could you hand me the water? I'm could sorry. you not just steal the water I gave you to drink? Take me out of the way. <laughs> no, that's for me. Um, okay, sorry. Uh, so anyway, Paris is governed by Cardinal Rostrand and his Cabinet Noir, mm -hmm. which is important. Presumably, yeah. That's uh, for later, list for somewhere, yeah. Um, and uh, basically, he ran their Parisian spy network. And this guy's got Smirsch to ask yeah, Golden Tim. Is it there, just Smirsch a bunch of times, or is it James, other carvings as well? It's a James well? Bond reference. Right. Anyway. Okay. Um, he's saying it's an acronym coined by Stalin mm -hmm. centuries ago from the slogan Smirchiponium, yeah. Death the Spies. Death the Spies. So they're sending a message, yes. which is, we mm -hmm. found your spy. Yep. Your head of your spy network's dead in Paris. Yes. And... Um, Apparently, this gentleman, this poor departed gentleman, had a list of operatives on mm -hmm. him that they uh, that they want to get back. Right. So, Dimitri is charging Victor and Dante mm -hmm. to go and obtain this list. Mm -hmm. um, the bottom right panel is basically lifted straight from Leon the Professional. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it is. Yes. Um, we mm -hmm. have just sort of like a, a, mm -hmm. a mid-range shot of the body and, and the, the three men looking up at it. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it's it's funny here because Dimitri is saying, oh, call me sentimental, but, you know, Paris was the city in which Victor was conceived, mm -hmm. so he should go with you. Right. And it's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. But sentimental? No. Dimitri? No. I, I don't know. So unconvincing. Yeah. Um, but... Off to Paris we go. Or off to, uh, yeah, something that I don't think I'd ever been to Paris at this stage in his life. It's future <laughs> Russia-owned Paris. Listen. It's something. It can it can be weird and strange. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. um, it's allowed to be. There's there's a there's a Eiffel Tower. There's an Arc was, de Triomphe. Yes, I think it was more to um, Jack Kirby than. It's futury. Futury. It's okay. futury. Sure. Um, and uh, so uh, Dante and Victor are off on their buddy comedy mm -hmm. to go to Paris and mm -hmm. they fly in on a spaceship and go directly to the theater uh, Beaujolais. 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 Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to cr correct all the French pronunciations here. It's a reference to wine. Okay. I know, but you're still going to have to okay. correct my French for this episode. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's Paris's premier night spot for almost a millennium. Patronized by the greatest heroes and artists, D'Artagnan, Cyrano, Lautrec, Piaf, Le Baker, Tati, Deneuve, and Renault. There and you go. There's, there's your Jean Renault Jean, yeah. reference. D'Artagnan is not even a real person. But Listen, yeah. in is, this for our purposes, he's a real reality. D'Artagnan is a real is a real figure. musketeer mm -hmm. that happened. Mm -hmm. um, and La Baker is a Josephine Baker, presumably. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Uh, she was so this cool. Is, this is just a list of French celebrities that that robbie knows that's it <laughs> that's all that's going on here 
These are French people he's heard of. I mean, fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and um, then we meet this gentleman, Caesar Noir. Yeah. Noir? Noir. Marais. It's, it's a Noir. reference to Philippe Noiret, probably. Okay. Uh, and he is covered in pockets, and he is basically like pickpocket explaining to Dante or something about, you know, how great he is. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Dante steals his wallet. Right. And, um, decides he's going to try and buy the whole assembly a drink using yes. this guy's wallet. Yes. Uh, yeah. Subtly standing on the bar or. Meanwhile, whatever. the crest has been advising Dante and saying, Oh, you know, you might want to keep a low profile because there may be assassins looking for you. Um, it's an espionage mission, and Dante jumps on the bar and says, I'm Nikolai Dante. And or Nikolai Nato. <laughs> he's not Nikolai yet. He's, he's only Nikolai when he's truly acting like a jerk. This is just grandstanding. Yeah. This is like a Tuesday for Dante. We're very close to Nikolai. You're feeling the Nikolai vibes? There's some definite Nikolai. Your, your Nikolai spidey sense is Andy tingling. Is, Andy is definitely drawing Nikolai. <laughs> Um, some real sleazeball vibes coming off this guy right now. He definitely is like extra sleazy. He extra, sleazed it up. Extra sleazy. He sleazed it up for this story. Yes. So, um, you know, everyone's ignoring Dante, which is always fun. Always good. When people don't take the bait. Mm -hmm. And the I love how weirdly kind of American the bartender sounds. They're supposed to like mm -hmm. be in Paris, but mm -hmm. it's... It'll take more than the offer of a free drink to get through to him, stranger. The show's about to begin. Yeah. I was like, do we not even do like a parenthesis like he's speaking in French or something? No. Um, but no. Uh, so he's saying you can't you can't distract them even with a bomb when mm. our star attraction comes out. Right. And that is the goddess of love, the queen of seduction, the beautiful, voluptuous, revolutionary. I love that all the other stuff comes before revolutionary. Yeah. That's just sort of tacked on there for fun. Yep. Octobriana. And right. out she comes, yeah. surrounded by three ladies and a dude. Yep. Um, and Dante is smitten. There's mm -hmm. a lady worth dying, dying for. Mm -hmm. And the crest is wonderfully salty. I really wish you'd stop using those prophetic phrases, Dante. Yes. So that is... Mm -hmm. um, uh, the first part of the story. So yeah. when we get into uh, the second part, mm -hmm. do you need more light, huh? No, okay. Yeah, it's fine, thank you. Um, okay. Uh, so we have the cabinet noir, cabinet noir surveillance section narrating and saying when Nikolai and Victor Romanov arrived in Paris mm -hmm. to investigate the death of their spy, Stashinsky. They went to the theater, Beaujolais. Beaujolais. Uh, Beaujolais, and it's mm -hmm. not our fault we lost them there. I mean, could, you could train us to be voyeurs. Who could possibly take their eyes off Octobriana? Amazing. So they're making excuses, this group. Mm -hmm. uh, so this probably didn't end well for them. Spoiler alert. Um, and Octobriana is sort of dancing mm -hmm. and posing mm -hmm. to let's do it, let's fall in love. Right. And we are, we are see, we see, um, Victor through her legs, mm -hmm. her butt is in our face. She's just yeah, really this, a cover for selling this. it. I, unusually, I did the cover for this one because I wasn't drawing it. I didn't have time, but I did have time to do the cover. So I did uh, one of my earliest computer covers 
when I did oh, a, that yeah, cover. Yeah, 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 which is drawing Yeah, through. yeah, where they're sitting at the edge of the stage yeah. looking mm. up and her yeah. butt's in our face. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, was, that was one of my earliest ones. I was very happy with that. The, mm. the te- I, was, I was trying things out and there's a lot of texturing going on there, which is something I was experimenting with at the time. Well, Victor is di- very much looks in love and yeah. smitten Polaxed. with... Uh, mm-hmm with Octobriana and is distracted by this kind of brutish guy behind him mm-hmm. who's sitting with a bunch of other brutes that are similarly attired. Mm-hmm. And he's saying like, let's do it now, sexy little kitten. I'm the beast of the bedchamber. I'll make you my tigress. Mm-hmm. He's actually not being that bad for like a strip club. I got to say yeah. like he could definitely be being worse. Yeah. Um, but still Victor's pissed off because he's ruining the spell. He's breaking the spell. So Victor sort of just like, Hand chops him. So this is supposed to be the French Olympic Savate team. But it's got more to do with Batrock the Leaper than anything else. Uh, I wish I knew what any of those things you just uh, said meant. Batrock the Leaper is a a particularly rubbish Captain America villain. Okay. Who has had a terrible French accent and thought was the parleur of Savate, which is a French martial art, which involves a lot of kicking. Um, So apparently Savate is now an Olympic sport, which I don't think it is right now. Um, and these uh, pillocks, basically dressed up in suspenders and tight pants and bare tops, are supposedly the Savati, French national Savati team. I was like, uh, okay, Robbie. All right, sure. Then. Well, they basically get very angry that Victor has stricken one of their brethren. A, a fight with him's a fight with all of us, mm. and they get into it. And uh, the crest is, like, super salty. Like, have you ever entered a drinking establishment and not ended up in a brawl? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Nikolai just goes for it. Yeah. Fights everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, well, he, he fights one guy, excuse me. He, he kind of, he throws a table on one dude. He fights another dude and turns around like, I'm coming to help you, Victor. And Victor has taken out, like, three guys and then he's, but he's just standing there, yeah. very relaxed. So he's that's, managed to take out three guys without breaking a sweat. That's Victor for you. We haven't seen how he's done it, but he has done it. We never see how Victor does anything. Right. But he just We does. saw him do the one chop, yeah. and that was it. Yeah. That was really it. Um, uh, Octobriana then uh, says to them, like, hey, should I be pissed that you, like, ruined my is, show? This is her seduction technique are you coming over and throwing her cleavage into his face. Are you, yes, are you... Uh, Sophisticated stuff, obviously. I mean, they are in, <laughs> <laughs> they are in, like, a French girly show place. I, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah, I don't think you go there looking for yeah. high, mm-hmm. high art seduction. Oh, I think... I this think is crowd-pleasing, yeah. broad, broadery. If you will. I don't know. I don't think Robbie would ever been to one of these things either. All right. Um, in any event. Yes. Uh, she, right, she flirts with Dante. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, she sort of banters with him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And they exchange uh, compliments. And um, she has heard of him. He, she met, calls him the hero of Rudenstein. Right. So his, his legend is growing. Or something. Amazing. Amazing. People, people know about him. Yeah. Um, right. And she says that her, uh, she only chooses the greatest heroes of the age as her lovers. Mm-hmm. Men who can move the earth. 
right. So and this I is, think you're one of them. This is nothing to do Nikolai with Dante. Octobriana running the Russian underground. This is basically a stripper who calls herself Octobriana. That's really what this comes down to. Well, doesn't Octobriana normally have blonde hair? Yeah. And this uh, is a black-haired. Yeah, it was colored woman. by it was colored by Allison, who probably wasn't aware. But yeah, it's not been drawn as as blonde hair. Okay. Um, it's also not. It's it's Octobriana is this, supposedly this kind of elemental force, this kind of ageless superhero who travels through time and kicks ass in the name of anarchy and freedom. So it's like this has nothing to do with what this character is. So it's kind of I I know this and I'm a little bit protective of the character because at the moment I'm working on a comic strip based on Octobriana uh, with Stu Taylor, who's done Octobriana comics before. Uh, so there's a Kickstarter coming out based on that character on this comic we're working on. Uh, so anyway, I didn't get to draw this, and I think I would have been slightly narked if I had drawn it because it's like it's not really Octobriana. Right. And I kind of really did want to do a proper Octobriana comic. Right. Based on what the character actually is. This isn't that. This do is you just think that a, this was like retrofitted? Like he had this idea for a story and he just kind of made it Octobriana because he could? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I don't know. Right. I mean, no idea how Robbie's mind works. Um, well, in any event, uh, Octobriana, such anyway, as we see her here. Yes, this version of. Says, come and find me if you're man enough. And gives him a card, gives Dante a card. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and takes off and, yeah. uh, Dante's like, Hey, Victor, how, how about them apples? Mm -hmm. And Victor is a sad boy. Yes. He's a sad boy. And Dante realizes this is because Victor really liked Octobriana. Yes. He was very entranced with her mm -hmm. and Dante goes very bro code here mm -hmm. and says, Oh, you know, like, yeah. listen, um, we're going to get you that Octobriana. It's going to happen. Mm hmm uh, you've got to, you know, you've got to get her with that Romanov charm mm -hmm. and you got to go for it. He's like pep talking him. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then we see another figure enter the Inquisitor mm -hmm. Abakumov Something, yeah, saying it's... brotherly love, how touching he comes in on the scene. He breaks in on these two sort right. of talking by the stage, um, about, you know, how to seduce this lady mm -hmm. very seriously. He breaks in and introduces himself as the head of secular security and, and next to him, he says, is this woman uh, wearing blonde, kind of wearing metal, metal bondage gear, metal bondage gear gauntlets and thigh highs. <laughs> it was and the he 90s. Intru you know, why not? And he entered, but she does have a cross. That's how you know. She's yeah, legit. She's, um, and introduces her as St. Uh -huh. Joan Delacroix. Delacroix, yeah. Uh, mother of... Mother Superior of the Righteous Sisters, which totally sounds like a really cool girl group from the mm -hmm. 60s, the Righteous Sisters. Yes. Like the Righteous Brothers as right. friends. Yeah. Um, righteous Brothers, Sisters. You know. Mm -hmm. uh, and he basically says that they are upset that that they've wrecked this club. Mm -hmm. It's like they haven't really wrecked the club. I mean, they like broke a few tables. They had a scuffle. They yeah. kind of ruined the show. Everyone seems to have left. It's empty now. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I mean, a quiet night for Dante kinda, for sure. Yeah, it's taking a bit of also, far. Also, what's going on with this guy? He's like basically ripped off from Baron Harkonnen. From I know. The, I was going to say that later. It's like basically he's this floating fat man. It's like why? And he's got the the belt and yeah, everything. Yeah, he's he's very okay. Baron Harkonnen. Yeah. But anyway, mm -hmm. he comes in. I mean, listen, you know. Mm -hmm. You draw from things you like. Why not? Okay. Why not? Whatever was on TV that weekend. I mean, listen, this is long after Dune. Maybe maybe Dune was in reruns. Um, it actually was on the Sci-Fi Channel in America around this time. You could watch the four-hour Dune. Well, there is a TV version um, of it. Sci-Fi Channel did a TV, their own TV version of it. 
in the in the nineties, I think. Uh, uh, crickets, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's it's low production values, but it is a full version of the book, which huh. the movie was wasn't really the original movie, not huh. the new movie, which is coming out soon. Right? I'm yeah, there are a lot, there's about, a lot obviously. of like Dune permutations. All I know is I watched the four hour version on the Sci Fi Channel in like 1999. Yeah, that's not the Lynch version. I know it's the Alan Smithy version. It right. actually says Alan Smithy in the credits. Uh, wait a minute. We'll have to work out exactly what we're talking about here, but there is a TV version which is not the movie version at no, all. No, I. Excuse me. The version with Kyle MacLachlan yes. and Sting. That's, that version that's with Alan Smithy in well, the there credits. Is, as I'm saying, there's yeah. a TV version of it. Yeah. Um, which is starring Jurgen Prochnow and a few other actors who were not in the movie version. So there's separate versions we're talking about here. Okay. Okay. Right. Anyway, so anyway, we were talking about that. Nerd arguments. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> October on of Seduction Part 3. Right, so um, we, we kind of, just to wrap up before mm -hmm. we like segued into like Dune debates. Digression, digression, <laughs> okay. digression. Um, it, they're mad that he busted up the club and basically this head of security is like, we're going to put you to the guillotine, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, 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 so yeah. we move into Part 3 and these folks are still confronting Dante. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and people with crossbows with crosses on the end for some reason. You know, they're the this is the Inquisition. It's they they've got style. Okay. Um, and and that that's how it is in the future. Yeah, and women wear um, yeah metal the the, the kind of like a Barbarella thing she's got going on. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, they chit chat back and forth, and Saint Joan says, um, you know, we need an act of penance for you, right? Um, because the, the Inquisitor has said, get out of here by like noon tomorrow and mm -hmm. we'll forget this whole thing ever happened. Yes. We just want you out of our city. Mm -hmm. And St. Joan is like, oh, I would like some penance from you, Dante. Mm -hmm. Uh, come confess to me at Notre Dame mm -hmm. and, uh, and I'll, I'll, uh, yeah. I, I confession's good for the Dante's soul. Dante's teeth here, but it's disturbing. It's his cheesy teeth. It's, it's. He's wearing his cheesy teeth today. Richard Keel teeth. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's kind of uh, like um, what's his name, Fassbender. You know, he has like too many teeth. That's, really? that's yeah, he does. Have you ever seen Michael Fassbender smile? It's like he's got extra teeth in there. Really? Yeah, it's really mm -hmm. weird. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, so uh, Dante's like, nah, I'm saving my confessions for my memoirs. This mm -hmm. sex and violence might be too much for you. And she said, oh no, I've I've uh, converted greater sinners in the past. I want to exercise your demons. This is getting... Power of my brass bodice. This is sounding <laughs> like a kind of confession that I might actually show up for. Okay. Um, so he says, you can convert me. I'll try to corrupt you. And then she's mm -hmm. going to pray for him. And they uh, kind of go off. Okay. It's an odd encounter, to say the least. Okay, Robbie. Um, <laughs> sure. Then we and, get a street scene of Paris, yeah, well, which we, is... Listen, we're in the buddy comedy with Victor and Dante. So we have mm. to have some, like, walk in the streets. Yeah. With the ladies in the street, you know. And so we get that. We are in the sort of it like sex like quarter. Chernobyl. Sex quarter of Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, and uh, we have the surveillance section again saying after visiting the theater, they strolled down the Rue St. Denis. Saint Denis. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just going to keep mispronouncing it and you can keep correcting me. Okay. Um, known in ancient times as the Street of a Thousand Women. Is that really true? I have no idea. I, I mean, it's famously the the red light or the old red light district. The old it's, red light it's district. It's very twee now. It's Montmartre. It's very. 
Oh, okay, yeah, I know, I know where that is. It's, it's got, very, yeah. There's no, there's nothing yeah, yeah, sleazy yeah. about it these days. You remember that that uh, that that sex comic I have with the nuns in it? That's in French. I suppose it should be. It should reveal a lot. I say, no. <laughs> which one do you mean? <laughs> it, it's like a, it's a, it's it's the only sex comic that I have, um, and it's in French. And there are these kind of uh, bondagey S and M nuns in it. I'm reaching my brain. Anyway, Sorry. I bought that in that okay. district. Okay. Well, um, I'm, I'm glad for you. March. <laughs> you clearly have too many books. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I thought you'd remember because I don't really have a sex comic collection, but okay. I guess it didn't sure. It didn't make a mark. I, I there's, Listen, I don't know. We have a lot of books. I, I can't remember all of them. Well, anyway. We'll look um, it up later. Sure. Uh, so... Basically, um, they're walking to Octobriana's place, which yeah. is her, her place is in this district, yeah. in the sexy lady district. And she's at number 69 because of course, of course she is. And, um, very nice. As they sang in the song. And, uh, Tante says, throw some pebbles at her window. And Victor just like throws some giant rocks that are the size of bricks. Yeah. Um, and she comes out and says, Dante, Nikolai Dante comes out onto a balcony. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, Victor and Dante hide in the bushes and mm -hmm. we get the Cyrano de Bergerac thing. Right. We get the scene at the balcony where, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Dante is pretending to be Victor mm -hmm. and giving this very detailed speech about how he, mm -hmm. um, needs to speak for Dante because, Dante's not worthy of her because of how amazing she is. And yeah. she's, you know, um, he does, he's not worthy to lick your feet, let alone anything else. And um, he says, you know, a, a lifetime of true, a, a night of true passion would be worth a lifetime of casual embraces with Nikolai Dante. He's not worthy of you. No man is, which I like. Okay. No man is. Okay. A woman perhaps. Okay. But no man. That's a different comic. But yes. Yeah, I know. But you know, I like to, it's I, like, I it's queer baiting for me. Sure. Okay. I, I like to read these things in between the lines. I'm like, no man, eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, show up. Uh, so. That's, that's for the Nicola Dante comic. <laughs> right? Um, oh, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, that Monday. would be such a good idea. One He'd day. be so mad if there was like an amazing like bisexual half sister that went by Nicola and like what? wore the outfit cuter than him and was like trying to do the... <laughs> when he especially when he's old and she comes in and she's like yeah. Well, that would obviously be the Dante's daughter strip. Oh man, has been discussed. Uh, but no, it can't be daughter seriously. because then that's of him, so he can be like egotistical about it. It has yeah. to be like a sibling so that he gets jealous of it. Right. Right. Well, he has to have the story. rivalry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he'd be too proud if it was his kid. That's like, anyway. This is, this episode of the podcast is apparently the, like, derivation, just side quest, mini side quest. Yeah, we're digressing. <laughs> we're digressing so much. Digression okay. Anyway, back to uh, the story. Back to the actual story here. Lady in um, her underwear. Lady in her underwear, standing on a balcony. Being chatted up by a man in a bush. That's <laughs> very well said. Very well said, Simon. Um, so he's talking about her rippling bosom, her grace, her long, graceful legs, the curve of her thighs, and I love this. And your brains and personality and all that deep character stuff. You know that too. That too. <laughs> sure. Just tack that on at the end. I'm 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 woke. Don't worry, yeah. <laughs> Um And 
So she throws her sort of gauzy um, drape at mm -hmm. off herself and onto him. Mm -hmm. And she says, oh, you've lit some fires in me, Victor. Mm -hmm. I want you now. Come get me. Mm -hmm. Victor is very happy to have her yes, gauziness draped over his face, yes. so to speak. Um, and uh, so Dante almost cuts in because mm -hmm. he's so excited. Yes. And then he says, oh, wait, no. Bro code, yeah, well, Victor. You yeah. you go get her. Victor tries to kill go him. Go get her. That's and actually what happens there. The, <laughs> he, yeah, he does give him a look like... Mm. And, uh, and so Victor climbs up the balcony mm -hmm. to go get yeah. Octobriana. Mm -hmm. And the crest is like, oh, you're getting sentimental, Dante. Mm -hmm. And he says, you know, don't tell anyone. I've got a reputation to maintain as a jerk, I guess. Mm -hmm. As a dickolai. Don't yeah. let it get out that I'm not a dickolai, Dante. And um, he says, I've got a date with a nun. And mm -hmm. sort of, uh, we then focus on Victor and Octobriana hooking up. Mm -hmm. She says, it's the quiet ones you got to watch out for. They start sucking face. And then we see that Octobriana has a gun hidden behind her back. Concealed somehow. Concealed in her somewhere. outfit. No. Well, she clearly distracted him. He seems okay. super into her. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure she could easily do some sleight of hand and he would He's not notice. wearing dark glasses inside. He is wearing dark so glasses inside and it's nighttime. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And then we cut to uh, Notre Dame. Surrounded by trees and bushes, which is weird because if anyone has been to Notre Dame will know there's no bushes or it's trees anywhere near it. <laughs> they, the okay. bushes have grown up. I see. In okay. the futury. All right, then. They're future bushes. Sure. And uh, so he says, I love this line. Don't worry, Cress, I'm wearing my God-fearing pants tonight. As okay. he enters the cathedral and says, bless me, Mama, for I've sinned. And we see Baron Arconan here mm -hmm. has strapped this nun up to a St. Andrew's cross. Mm-hmm. And carved smirch into her body, mm -hmm. and he says to Dante, I pray you scream as sweetly as our fallen saint here. You're going to be punished. All kind of sadism going on here. Yeah, mm -hmm. clearly. Yeah. These religious types, you know? Yeah, it's all repression. It's all repression. And then uh, we get a closer look at poor St. Joan mm -hmm. with smirch carved into her thigh and her face. Ugh. And she looks pretty miserable. As you'd imagine. And uh, it's awful. She's just strapped up to this cross. Yeah. And uh, Baron Harkonnen, we're just going to call him that now, mm -hmm. um, basically, um, you know, uh, monologues at Dante mm -hmm. saying, you know, we executed your spy. Mm -hmm. We expected the Romanovs would send someone to recover the hidden database of operatives. Mm -hmm. And we've been surveilling you and Victor. Oh, wait, there's a plot? <laughs> oh, God. I completely forgot about that. You actually startled me. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's, look, exposition. 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 Exposition, exposition. It's exposition. happening. And some goons. Um, some goons for Dante And goons. Kill. Yes, we have some goons stepping in that are in some kind of, they're they're wearing very snappy outfits. Um, they've got little uh, berets. Sailor outfit. A little sailor beret outfit mm. kind of bondage gear on, yep. which we like. Mm. And um, uh, and they're holding up the, the cross guns. Mm -hmm. Um to Dante, mm -hmm. and basically, uh, they are very excited, Harkonnen's saying, because now uh, a high-ranking traitor has been exposed. Mm -hmm. 
that because of St. Joan's reaction to Dante and saying, mm -hmm. oh, I want to, I want you to confess to me, mm -hmm. he got suspicious of her. Mm -hmm. And he tortured her, as we unfortunately are seeing on her mm -hmm. face and her thigh, mm -hmm. and she revealed everything. Mm -hmm. A little light torture, he says, which mm -hmm. I do not want to see what like medium even yeah, torture right. is, if this is light torture. Um, <laughs> and he says, uh, the data you're after is stored on a, a nano disc concealed in her crucifix, which is the, mm -hmm. the necklace yeah. she was showing before. So see, it's got these kind of off center. Oh, that's cool. I didn't notice that before when she was holding it out to Dante. Mm -hmm. It is. Detail. It's uh, yeah. It almost looks kind of like a key. The the um, so the middle like bar of the cross is sort of offset. If you crucify someone in that, they're walking like an Egyptian. Yeah, it is. Walk. Yes, it's I definitely know. a walking mm -hmm. like an Egyptian thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so uh. Uh, Baron Harkonnen, it basically says that, that Octobriana was meant for Dante, mm -hmm. and they were going to execute Dante. But she pulled the but short she pulled straw and ended up with, with Victor. Victor. And, and he uses the R word here, which I do not appreciate. This oh. is how you know it's the late oh, 90s. Oh, retard brother. Yeah, yeah, we didn't no, need sorry, to say that, sorry. honey. Yeah, it's, a um, it's a bad word. Yeah, it's not a good word. Um, it really isn't. Mm -hmm. Um that's one of those ones that was kind of hard for me to get out of my vocabulary because mm. it was so big in the 90s. I mean, this yeah. really is a time capsule. And it was a thing that, mm -hmm. that like was in comedies all the time at that point, which yeah. is I'm sure why it's appearing here is because that was, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but anyways, uh, but it just makes me hate him more. So like that, you know, it has okay. that good effect. I'm yeah. just like, God, what a prick. I mean, um, much effort to make him likable. No. <laughs> he's a, he's no. A, he's a heavy. Yes. And... He says, yes, Octobriana was meant for you, mm -hmm. possibly the deadliest assassin I've come across in a lifetime of state terror. Okay. Um, so she's, sure. we cut back to her making out with Victor, and then she pulls out her gun and is super mean to Victor and says, I can she only take it for so long, mm -hmm. but you, the czar couldn't pay me enough to pleasure you. Right. Which is awful and also like victor is not that bad looking i mean if i had come upon him in the airy naked on that perch with all the birds around him i would not have been necessarily into it but mm -hmm. like he's a fine looking dude what's I, this I, who knows she's just she's thing? just monologuing she's just being mean she's a mean sociopathic person right we are we, we are setting it up for us right. not to so care about her when face she gets killed, basically yes <laughs> uh oh spoilers simon horrible things are going oh, to happen boy. to her and oh, okay. we're supposed to not care about it <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's yeah. really well put again. You're cracking me up today. Mm -hmm. Um, so, right. So she is talking about you're an inbred idiot in the mm -hmm. attic and the dynasty. Um, it's the year of the czar. Everyone's got an ul uh, ulterior motive. Nobody believes in that poetic, idealistic this garbage. Is the first time that we refer to, uh, inbreeding in the Romanov family? I'm I believe sure. so. I'm not aware of it before. Maybe I missed it, but I've definitely uh, said it before. The inbreeding is definitely part of it, and we, we'll learn more about that later. Mm. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, Inbreded don't spoil. It. So obviously, it's common knowledge that they are right mm. because she's saying it. Yeah, yeah she said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I mean, I thought she was just kind of like putting him down, saying like you look inbred because that's mm. an insult. Yeah. To say someone looks inbred, but yeah. it is interesting in the context of the mm -hmm. Romanov family, any royal that. family, anyway. inbred means so something anyway, she's, else. Uh, she's clearly uh, decided to pick on some. Slightly more than she's capable of handling. Yeah, well, she Victor. seems very confident with herself. Mm -hmm. And he starts to cry a little bit. Is he? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she oh, says yeah, a tear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a genuine innocent. Maybe romance isn't quite yet dead. But it will be when I blow your brains all the way back to Russia. And she, sm she pistol whips him. Oh, dear. 
and he gets a smile on his face as blood black. drips from his... Because Victor. Well, no, we get this kind of interesting shot of Victor's face starting to do a separation down the middle of his face. We see the biomech sort of dividing. And it says, Victor Romanov, the lone wolf of the Romanov dynasty. We get it uh, from the Imperial Ravencore file. is the the wrong animal. Don't you dare ruin this for me. I'm not ruining anything. You know how anti-spoiler I am. I will be so mad at you if you give me any clues. Thank you. All right. Yes, I will. Um, so from the Imperial Ravencore file, they are, are um, voiceovering this. Mm-hmm. They say that uh, Victor dwells in isolation, shunning or being shunned by his siblings. Weapons, crest capabilities, unknown. I... Yeah. Though we do see a bit ever... of a shadow yes. happening behind. Right. See? See? Octobriana. See? Told you. <laughs> I told you. You know, you know Simon? What? That's like, like you, you definitely would know this as the artist. I like how you're saying, see, like I challenge your authority. I don't. Yeah. You drew this comic. Not this one. Not this thing in the stuff. Anyway, and yeah. Ay, ay, ay. No Romanov agent has ever dared investigate him. Yeah, we get this. We, we pull back to the mm-hmm. outside uh, after see, we This is this why sh- I like drawing Victor, because I like drawing him really dorky looking. I like drawing him really dorky and nerdy. But he's actually this monster. Yeah. Um, and this, we basically spent the next, I don't know, nine years. I mean, I did him dorky, but a lot of people tried to make him intimidating. Looking, which is, no, 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 don't do that. Make him look dorky. It's more fun if he's mm-hmm. really dorky and horrifying. Who doesn't love a good anachronism? Yeah, it's funny. Um, so, yeah, so we we see the, the weird sort of, uh, I'm going to say, eagle-shaped uh, yeah. mm-hmm. shadow creep behind Octobriana yep. as mm-hmm. she, something she's looking at that we can't see. Mm-hmm. We cut back to outside and her scream fills the air. We just yeah. see the exterior of the apartment she lives Dante in. Dante proceeds to beat up some cannon fodder. Fighty, blah, blah, fighty. Blah, blah, blah. He cuts Baron Harkonnen's belt in the middle yeah. of the fighty and Baron Harkonnen floats. Oh dear. So as you, if he wasn't Baron Harkonnen enough for you, he's now floating. Um, Don was floating before, just now he's kind of thrown in the air or something. I don't know. Uh, his yeah, his gravity, his gravity belt is yeah. destroyed. So he is then speared by Dante's his, uh, own, his, his own, own. Oh, he's hoisted on his own petards. His own minions. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Dante just sort of like lets the belt free, and then he drifts onto his henchmen, who yeah. then spear him, and he crushes them. I think that's what happens. Yes. Yes, Splutch. and they fall on top of him. Robbie's favorite gory uh, splotch. And uh, Dante carries the um, abused nun, mm-hmm. bionic abused haughty nun, the brass nun, the brass nun out of the cathedral, mm-hmm. and. Uh, she says the cabinet noir only serve themselves instead of God. Yeah. And he says, well, you're transferring your loyalty to the Romanovs. You think that's any better? Mm-hmm. And then she kisses him. And he says, I've never been kissed by a saint before. And she says, I've never kissed a sinner. Maybe you're not as bad as they say. Uh, right. Okay. And uh, so... Now we get a giant ass shot. Because uh, somehow... The pants came down. I guess they they did that before they left, and we're I seeing guess. we're cut. We've cut back to inside the cathedral yeah. as, as these two are leaving, and we see what they've left behind. So yeah. they didn't just leave well enough alone. Baron Harkonnen laying on the floor there. Yeah. They pulled his pants down, and um, so Dante see. says that he's 
uh, says that she needs to hear his confession because the Cardinal's not going to appreciate the message that he left for them, which is pants down Baron Harkonnen carved into one butt cheek is the crest, mm -hmm. the Romanov crest, and the other cheek, it says ND like for... So deface the corpse. For Dikolai. Yes. Nante Dikolai. Yeah, he definitely is Dikolai, this one. That's yeah. definitely Dikolai's behavior. Come um, on. Yeah, desecrating a corpse. I mean, he killed the guy, and then he had to, like, scroll into the carve. It's, it's, that's... Nasty. Yeah, it's icky. It's just nasty. I mean, I think that, you know, that's, that's, we've, we've come to the end, darling. Yes, okay. we've come to the end. Oh, no, no we no, haven't. No, sorry, lies, you. lies, you knew. Um, so, sorry, that was kind of, this is the coda. Yeah. So we've got the coda um, here where, uh, um, Nikolai goes back to, uh, to save Victor to save Victor at Octobriana's apartment mm -hmm. and discovers that Victor is quite capable of saving himself. This yes. uh, this prince saves himself, mm -hmm. and he is uh, naked and sort of perched on a piece of overturned furniture, mm -hmm. rather like we saw him in the airy before. Yeah. And the apartment, Octobriana's apartment, is just trashed. Yeah. Holes in the walls, just detritus everywhere. And then there's this awful hank of hair that's like bloody, mm -hmm. that's laying over sort mm -hmm. of a, a trunk or something in the corner here. Mm -hmm. And he's sort of saying, Oh, don't worry about it. She didn't, she was set up for both of us. Don't feel bad that she didn't really like you. And then he stumbles across this hank of bloody hair and is like, Uh, I thought she was going to eat you alive. And then Victor burps. And then Victor burps. Classy. That is super gross. Yeah. That is yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a lot. It's, it's very, it's the, very the hank of bloody hair is like Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway. That's so it. yeah, that's we, it. we did it. Um mm -hmm. but uh we, we're coming to the end here and we have a little business. Yeah, some business. We have some business. Yeah. Um so uh uh we want to tell you about the Octobriana with Love comic. You yep. mentioned before you're, you're drawing this. Yeah, follow on social media. Um, you can look for Octobriana with Love. Uh, Stu Taylor is running it, who's long-term uh, creator of And Octobriana you are drawing which time. issue? Uh, I'm drawing the first time. I'm drawing a, a framing drawing? device, 20 pages from it. Uh, a lot of other artists involved, too. Uh, check out the, the Kickstarter that goes I, up, but also you've got the... Yeah, I've got all the info. Okay. I was I was going to ask you, you to introduce it, it. Do to it. introduce the concept anyway, I was yeah. asking. Yes, at yeah. uh, Octobriana with love, all spelled out um, on Instagram. Uh, you can follow Stu Taylor at StuNami, that's S-T-O-O-N-A-M-I uh, on Instagram. And Octobriana with love, again, all spelled out, dot com, mm -hmm. will redirect you to the Kickstarter it is an upcoming project, but you can follow it on Kickstarter right now, and mm -hmm. they'll alert you when it goes live. Yeah. Um, so that's a series you're doing the first really comic good, of. Some really good people involved. It's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. Do you want to name a few of the artists that are involved? Uh, and Stephen Harris is in it. And Stephen Harris, Mark Laming, um, and who else? Uh, uh, Marguerite, Marguerite Savage, Savage is doing an exclusive cover. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's some really good talent on it. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of fun. The script's are great fun. Um, and I recommend it. It's very... It's very contemporary. I think the spirit of revolution has never been more contemporary. Well, there you go. Um, and uh, now I want to do some shout-outs to our do listeners. Um, so the first shout-out I want to give is to Funt Solo, uh, Solo from the two. That's his name on the 2000 AD <laughs> boards. Um, so whatever your real name is, Funt. Uh, Mr. Funt. I'm talking about you. Mr. Solo. Um, I wanted to thank you for the de your dedication to our cause. Um, he shared his <laughs> spreadsheet. of un Unprompted, he just said, hey, 
early on in this process when we were posting about this podcast, um, posted this spreadsheet of progs and or, or um, the progs and the art credits on each Dante that mm-hmm. is that has come out for the yeah. whole series. Very useful. Um, he even did a really neat bar graph later on in that thread so of cool. the number of pages per artist, mm-hmm. and it was really cool. And yeah. I really appreciate that. We've referred to that several times. We have. Uh, so thank you. Um, also, thank you to Dave Bishop. For being a well, for discovering you, so well, he, well yeah, he did. Kind of. Yeah, well, kind of, kind of, yeah, a little bit. On, on, on was Judge part Dave, of it. Dave, yes. So yes, Dave, we Dave wouldn't have for that. you on Dante if it wasn't for it's Dave. True. Um, but he's also a supporter of the podcast and has talked about listening to Hi, the episodes. So thanks, Dave. We appreciate you. Um, and then I want to uh, give out our first no prize, which I'm very excited no, about. No prize. I'm very, I am I love the concept of no prize, and uh, I'm very excited to have it on this podcast. Our first no prize goes to Bad Andy. Again, mm-hmm. it's his handle on the 2000 AD boards. Um, we asked um, a couple episodes back um, about what was, could someone no prize come up with an explanation for why uh, Andreas was drawn as Arkady in the Charlie Adlard, mm-hmm. um, the first issue that Charlie Adlard drew. The full Dante. Yeah. The full Dante, right. Yeah. Um, and his no prize was wonderful, and okay. it is maybe Andreas was already barred from that region and used his crest to take over Arkady's body, as we know it's compatible, but vulnerable without his own crest. In fact, perhaps Andreas offered to lend his crest to Arkady to cheer him up, only to use it to double-cross him and joyride his body on a three-day bender. That would have been a good piece of foreshadowing, actually. Yeah. Which is a little bit spoilery, but I'm okay with it because I just love the thought that went into this. This is a beautiful example of a no prize. Thank you, Bad Andy. Please tweet uh, or DM on Twitter your email Mm. to um, at pod TGDR or to me or to Simon. Mm -hmm. Or you can email public at simonfraser.net. And we actually have a no prize image that is going to be exclusive to this podcast that we are going to kind of personalize for each person that wins a no prize. And we are going to send to you that you can use for wallpaper or just to have and... it could never be copied. Have bragging rights to the 15 people who listen to our podcast. We know um, who you are. <laughs> we appreciate you. And our other no prize uh, goes to um, uh, the person who added Russian to their phone to translate uh, the blimp from Moscow Duelist and the sign at the end of Trouble with Arbatovs that I was asking mm-hmm. for yeah, the Russian to be I translated. I've forgotten what I wrote. Um, uh, in eps- uh, our episodes four and six, respectively. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the blimp reads Titanic, apparently. That's in Moscow okay. Duelists. Uh, the sure. blimp floating by the face palace says Titanic. I completely forgotten. And uh, the sign at the end of Trouble with Arbatovs, uh, the marquee behind Dante, apparently reads firm language. Okay. That's what that translates to. Again, I'm not sure what you were going for No there, idea. Simon? I have no memory of this at all. <laughs> okay. Um, so thank you to Mugwai Fear Santa. Great name. Uh, at no underscore genius on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, We really appreciate it. Again, DM us or Mm -hmm. uh, public at Mm -hmm. simonfraser.net. Give us your email address so we can get you your personalized no prize image uh, from the great Dante (laughs) Reaper. Also, speaking of Twitter, please follow us on Twitter. Um, We have 21 followers currently. (laughs) 
I would like that to be a little bit They're more all robust. Spectacularly good-looking people, though. They are of of impeccable taste mm. and character. Oh, yeah, intelligent too. Um, I mean, truly. Um, I mean, I think that they're you know, probably solving the energy crisis on their time off when they're not listening to our podcast, something noble, noble, clearly. Um, and, uh, and I also just wanted to say, um, uh, all you guys that are, that are talking about this on the forums, talking about the podcast and interacting with us. Um, it's been really special for me to read all that stuff and, uh, I really love it. And everyone has just been so thoughtful and engaged with things. And I'm just very impressed with 2000 AD fans in general. Um, as uh, a personal note for me, as a lady comics journalist, I have been to a lot of cons, I have interacted with a lot of people, and, you know, it's not always so, always so nice. Sometimes it can be really gatekeepy and uh, not so, not such a good environment, not such a fun place. And 2000 AD, every single interaction I've had with 2000 AD people has just been fabulous. At the 40th anniversary con, I met amazing people. I had great conversations with people, and uh, that's just continuing with the people who listen to this podcast. So, um, I really, really appreciate that, and it's very gratifying. So, thank you guys for being wonderful. Take a bow, Squawks Tech Fargo. Seriously, um, you impressed this jaded fan girl. So, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, so, uh, our last final plug uh, is for Mr. Robbie Morrison. Without whom, there would Without be no whom, Dante. There would be nothing. The be, world would be a void. It would be a void. It would be He's like the, the almost end of the never-ending story when it's just a white <laughs> void. Um, and uh, he has come out with a novel, Edge of the Grave. And Edge we wanted, of the Grave, yes. We wanted to mention this. Uh, it is a dark historical crime novel set in Glasgow, 1932, a city still recovering from the Great War, split by religious division and swarming with razor gangs. Mm-hmm. For fans of William... McIlvenny. McIlvenny's Laidlaw and Denise Mina and Philip Kerr. Denise Mina and Philip Kerr. Yeah, it's it's a Scottish crime novel. Okay. Um, period piece. Uh, Robbie has been talking about writing this book um, probably as long as I've known him. So I'm very, very happy he's got this out of his system. And he's apparently writing another one right now. So there's going to be a, a sequence of these. It's like a series uh, a about series the of, detective because uh, yeah. it's um, a noir thing. Yeah. So he's got his, his character and uh, he's, he's very good. I'd recommend it uh, highly. That's awesome. Actually. Yeah, it's, 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 it's getting... doing very well on Goodreads. Yeah, there are like 27 are reviews of it so far. Yeah. And it's like a four point. It's almost five stars. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah. So and he's got a, his detective character, Jimmy Draghorn. Okay. Uh, and um, it's um, splendid I mean, stuff. And if I, you I, like Dante, this whole... I was worried whole... reading it because I thought, oh, because I, I spent a lot of time reading Robbie's writing and I kind of get used to certain things like <sighs> some Robbieisms coming up. And you know, you can hear the sort of things that he does. You can get sort of rhythms in it. And it's like, that's a Robbie thing. And I thought, I'm going to read this novel and it's going to be full of Robbieisms and I'm going to go, really? But it's not. It's really him writing from the heart and doing something unique and original for him and I'm, I'm very happy that he's got to do this huh. uh, it's it's really good stuff yeah i mean you know it's recovering from the great war split by religious division and gangs i mean this sounds very uh, dante to me i mean a lot of those same themes are playing into the larger stories we have so if you like dante i'm sure you would love yeah. this book yeah. um we know he's good at that. So here we go in a different he's, milieu. Listen, Robbie's um, a great storyteller. As much as I give him stick. Support I, your local I, Robbie support, and, support and buy Morrison. this book, Edge of the Grave. It's at all your retailers. Please, it's on Amazon. Please you let can him find keep writing novels so we can stop telling us about them and we can just <laughs> buy them. So we are closing the book on Dante for today, but we will be back next week with 
The Mask of Dante, and The Movable Feast. We mm. hope you enjoyed our podcast. And if so, please subscribe to it on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, wherever get, you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, at PodTGDR. Let us know what you think of the podcast of Dante Comics, whatever is on your mind. I'm Edie. And I'm Simon. And we will catch you next time. Bye. Thank you.